When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, digitally enhanced Catherine Brandt, and Andy Bernard. How are we enhanced now digitally? I'm going to buy some stock in a digital company. Oh, no, God. Oh, here we go. We're going under, LA. We'll it's be the right beginning back. of the end. It's true. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company will be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. (sighs) Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Mike Hayes. How are you, Mike? What was that? What? A rattlesnake. Was that the phone? Yeah, that's the phone. It's a rattlesnake in the studio. What the Everybody run. I was talking about snakes this morning. Okay, care. We'll get to Yeah, we were talking about snakes. What's going on, Julia? Playing Mike, who likes country club back in the day, and this little pencil starts coming after me. I mean, things about as long as a pencil, as thin as a pencil, it was a little baby water moccasin. And it chased me down. Oh, they will. Like, get, what the yeah, hell? Get aggressive. out of here. Why don't you stomp on the little bastard? I did hit him with the, the old nine iron. That took a lot of rattlesnakes in California. Oh, I've seen so many oh, of them. Oh, yeah. It, right, even snakes. right in Hollywood. I seen one that one night, a true story, three o'clock in the morning, I saw a coyote fighting a rattlesnake on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> I'm serious. We were hiking in uh, Tucson. I remember that guy. That lives there. Yeah. He said he he goes hiking at like four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning yeah, in the summertime because it's just hours. it's too hot. Yep. In the summertime sure. to go outside. All right. And we he said there just be there's tons of rattlesnakes. Oh, yeah. You have to step over them. There's constantly. tons of coyotes and rattlesnakes all over those cities. Yeah. Even even go. in Los Angeles, even downtown LA, there's coyotes and rattlesnakes. I believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hayes, never enough a Navy SEAL commander on living a life of excellence, agility, and meaning. You know, Mike, by, by coincidence, all the listeners of this show just say, it's never enough. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. I just made that up, Mike. Mike Hayes, how are you? Good, sir. Thank you for having me. What a way to start. I love it. <laughs> hey, you got to start with a little levity, don't you? In Never Enough, Absolutely. Mike Hayes, former commander of SEAL Team 2, helps readers apply high-stakes lessons about excellence, agility, and meaning across their personal and professional lives. And by the way, Mike, since I'm from Minnesota, I'd like to mention I was not the one who told Jesse Ventura to wear the Navy SEAL jacket, even though he wasn't the Navy SEAL. So, in any case, he was UDT, though. He was UDT, so that was good. He was UDT, absolutely. Yep, so good for Jesse. I haven't seen Jesse in a while, but... So, Mike, what's the what's it all about with Never Enough? What do you mean by Never Enough? Well, first of all, thanks again for having me. I would start by saying the title is intentionally provocative. You know, when you hear Never Enough, you can easily think, oh, is it fame, fortune, etc.? No, it's about meaning and impact. You know, I think we're all, um, you know, traveling through life and trying to figure it out. I think the only thing I'm certain of is that the person who says they've got it all figured out certainly doesn't. And, uh, and look, I've lived a life of, 
like I would describe, you know, hundreds of once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Uh, I'm now passionate about, you know, sharing and giving back. And, uh, you know, it's like a combination of stories from life, whether it's in the SEALs or my time in two White Houses or, or in, the, in the private sector now. And try to, combination of, you know, inspire and, and entertain and teach and help all of us grow. And, um, and then one other quick point is that in the spirit of Never Enough, I'm also donating all of my profits to a, a nonprofit that I started that pays off mortgages for Gold Star families. Mike, isn't that what the Navy SEALs are all about? You guys, I've met several uh, over the years. You know, Chris, unfortunately, was shot to death trying to help people. As a matter of fact, he was helping somebody out when he was shot to death. But you guys are made out of generosity. The, I, I don't know if, how that is part of the Navy SEAL program or it's just the kind of person who wants to become a Navy SEAL. But you guys are all about giving and helping, putting yourself on the line to try to protect people. SEALs are very special people. Well, it's hard to disagree with that statement. <laughs> Thank you. But the, the truth is, look, we all have our different gifts and abilities, and the people that opt into SEAL training are, like you said, oriented to more for others than self. You know, my SEAL training class started with 120 guys and 19 graduated. And the thing I still remember from, goodness, I just turned 50, so in, you know, more than a quarter century ago when I went through training, was thinking the the more I hurt, the less my teammates hurt. And then, you know, the more we can kind of, like, help the team, the more the team will achieve together. And, uh, look, the, the nation needs people who are ready to move into the hardest of situations with uh, sometimes ambiguous information and to go to, to go achieve some sort of an outcome uh, on behalf of the nation. And uh, it is a very generous, uh, g- generous organization. And, and look like I, like all SEALs of my era, have buried way too many friends, and, and that is why I wrote Never Enough, is because it is another opportunity to give back. Yeah, Mike, a very quick story. One of my favorite SEAL stories of all time. I had a couple of friends, Jim... Jim Paul, he's a car dealer uh, here in the state of Minnesota. He was down in Florida with his buddies, and they go to a uh, they, this bar. Turns out it's a Navy SEAL bar. One of uh, our buddies decides he's going to start lipping off to the Navy, this Navy SEAL, right? <laughs> and the SEAL's getting really fed up with it. My, my friend Jim could tell. The guy was, like, really tired of this other guy running his mouth. So my friend Jim Paul walks up to the SEAL, and he goes, okay, why don't we do this? I'm going to get Craig away from you, and then you can just kill me because I know you're going to kill him, and I'd rather see me die than him. So the SEAL started laughing, and they ended up drinking together all night. The SEAL thought it was hilarious. You know, I tell you, one of the characteristics that we, you know, we're all imperfect, but one thing that we try to do pretty well is to stay calm in hard situations yep. and just recognize there's always going to be people that are, are – uh, you know, trying to prove how cool they are, and, and we try to walk around the planet not having to, to prove anything and just try to help to be the, the, like you said, the levity, how you started this out was beautiful, and that's, that's what we're about as well. Like, the, if this was a, uh, a talk about the best practical jokes we've ever played, that would be a whole other, uh, whole other <laughs> level, so uh, yeah. fun stuff. No, it, it is great, though. Uh, could you, I mean, I do want to talk about Never Enough, but just for a couple of minutes, if you could talk about what it's like when you first go into SEAL training. Was it what you thought it would be? Was it harder? I mean, how did it turn out from from what you thought it would be to what it actually was? Yeah, so it's a great question, and I don't think in my whole life, I don't think I've ever been asked it that way. It's a really smart way to ask it. I think Thank that um, 
I would say two quick things. Number one is it was everything that it was built to be and more, but in some ways, um, some ways easier in some ways than I expected. The, um, let me explain. Uh, you, you know you're going to be pushed beyond your, your mental and physical boundaries, and you're going to grow every day because you, you get comfortable with discomfort is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the same time, any single evolution during the day, and sometimes you do, you know, dozens and dozens of different, you know, obstacle courses and swims and runs and all these things. If you really learn how to look at not the whole day, but just one evolution at a time, no single thing is that hard. And and so um, every single thing is doable. What really ends up, you know, sucking the most is... Um, is that it's six months long and you just get worn out. Like how many times can you wake up and do the hardest thing you've ever done in your life day in and day out? That, that's, that's a lot. I underestimated that part of it. You know, Mike, it's so cool because I do a morning show in town as well, and this morning we interviewed a man who was climbing Mount Everest and uh, he was at, had left base camp on his way up, got to the, of course, the very tough part of it, while he was on the mountain, they suffered a 7.8 earthquake. And what that man went through, 18 people died. I mean, I, I, I just pictured talking to you today and talking to him today, a very special day in my life, because this guy, 18 people died, 6,000 people in Nepal died uh, from this earthquake, 7.8 again. And what did he do? He wanted to go right back up on the mountain and prove to people that that these people need you, the people in Nepal need you, and just the very giving, tough, yeah, a tough guy, but in a good way, Mike. And that's how I think of Navy SEALs. You guys are very tough guys, but in a good way, because you don't abuse it. That's what we sure try to be, and I, I a lot of respect and admiration for the person you had on your show. It sounds incredible, and the parallel I would draw is that Look, a, a lot of my teammates are heroes. I know a ton of heroes, you know, and and, um, yep. and I'll tell you the, the common theme is that I've seen guys get shot at night after night after night and just say, yeah, like, like, let me just keep going. It, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a, a real element of self-sacrifice and, um, and bravery and, and mindset of, about around, in and around contribution, exactly what the book Never Enough's about is, is our contribution to the planet and, and how we how we get there, but definitely agree with you. I got to read this paragraph. This is a great descriptor. Mike Hayes has lived a lifetime of once-in-a-lifetime experiences. He has been held at gunpoint, threatened with execution. He's jumped out of a building rigged to explode, helped amputate a teammate's leg, made countless split-second life-and-death decisions. He's written countless emails to his family telling them how much he loves them, just in case those were the last words of his they'd ever read. Outside of the SEALs, he's run meetings in the White House Situation Room, negotiated international arms treaties, and developed high-impact corporate strategies when are you going to start contributing mike come on let's go <laughs> <laughs> well i just like i said i just turned 50 so i just finished the first third of my life <laughs> <laughs> there you go 150 baby yeah. i like well, it it's, it's fun it's all about having fun i think i would last about five minutes in navy seal training <laughs> I don't even know five minutes. You don't think even five minutes? I don't even think I'd last five minutes. I don't think you'd make it through the interview. No! (laughs) Mike, we've got to come to the L.A. Knicks defense here. My wife just turned on him. I think I'd make it through the interview. You would? Yeah. Okay. I'd make it through the interview. The physical physical part of it would be pretty tough. 
Even though I'm in pretty good shape for my age, but it'd be you are. it'd be tough. Mike, what is it like? Do you, do you get when you first go into training? Do you have those days where you go, man, I don't know if I'm going to make this, or, or did that never occur to you? No, that's a. I will tell you that the person who tells me that they're 99 percent sure they're going to make it through SEAL training, I'm 100 percent sure they won't. <laughs> I watched that documentary on the on the what it takes. It's pretty. It's pretty Ooh, brutal, man. It's brutal. It's brutal. That when they but, were laying. Speaks to a larger. Oh, sorry. When they were laying in the surf and they had to lay there for like 20, 12 hours with the waves <laughs> lapping their face. I don't think I could do that. I just don't think I'd make that one. What do you think, Mike? You got yeah, LA. No, it's all about mindset. You know, if you, if you say to yourself, I'm going to get through this thing and really, really be willing to pay the price as you're you know, sitting in that surf you just described, which, you know, even when you say it now, every seal remembers it very vividly because cold water is very unforgiving. If no one's ever seen that documentary, find it online. It's, it's a documentary of what it takes to be a Navy SEAL, and it is, it's pretty brutal. It's pretty tough. Yeah. I was amazed what they put put you through. It's beyond what you think. But you know, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It was certainly tough. But uh, you know, you're also you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, something like that when you go through, and we're all a little more resilient when we're nineteen. What is, What is the age cutoff to become a Navy SEAL? Uh, you know, there's there's. The official cutoff, I believe, is 28, but I've had friends go through with a waiver even a little bit later than that. But I'd say the average age, though, is, is young 20s, 21-ish, 20, 21, something like that. Yeah, I would think you'd have to be young and dumb to be able to make it. Well, <laughs> young no, and sure, dumb. Sure well, yeah, there's a little naiveness to making it through something like that. It's it, Once your brain is is set in its way, you'll, you would never be able to do it. Uh, if you get Just to determination. Work. It's just like learning a new language when you're older. It's almost well, impossible. Younger people tend to think they're invincible and can do anything. Yeah, younger yeah. And only yeah. someone like that would even try to do something like the Navy SEAL training, I think. Yeah. Just take it because Because I they can think do they anything. can. But, but yeah, an adult is just going to be like, no, I can't do that. I already know I can't. I just think it's a fa- fascinating just how many nights you there you, you tried to get to sleep, Mike, and you maybe couldn't get to sleep. It was too tough a day, and you were thinking, man, do I want to do this? Can I do this? Uh, but you fight through it because you wanted to achieve something. You know, it's a great example to young people now, kind of like never give up. If you work and work, and it even takes harder work, do it because it's the only way you're going to get where you're going. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. We uh, hard work can overcome just about anything on the planet. See, that's that's it. I mean, I, I think this just talking to you, having young people read the book Never Enough, a Navy SEAL commander on living a life of excellence, agility, and meaning. It's a good example. We we try. Look, I came up from nothing. Never finished high school. Never went to college. And I try to tell everybody every day: if I can make it, you can make it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I, and I try to, and it's not some BS line I throw at you know high school kids interviewed you know doing an interview or whatever. I really do believe it that that in in America, no matter what they're saying about America on CNN or any other channel, this is America. If you want to make it and you're willing to work hard enough, you will make it. Right? It's the American dream. 
It is. Officer Dave says you're his hero, by the way. <laughs> He's a local cop. The cops are calling in telling, tell, telling you they love you, Mike. What do you think of that? I love them more in return. Love you more. That's my answer. You know, i gotta, I got to describe Officer Dave to you. Officer Dave is, what, about 6'5"? Probably, like probably weighs about 320 and none of it's fat. I don't know, Dave, what are your official specs? <laughs> yeah, your official specs. Dad says something different every time. It'd be good to have something. I do not. He's about 7 foot 8 and weighs 600 pounds. We need to write it down. It's like every time it goes higher and higher. Let me tell you something. If Officer Dave pulled you over. Tennessee, him a bear when he was only three. Oh, God. You see, Mike, this is the abuse I take for my own family on a daily basis. It's, I just get beaten. Sounds like a SEAL team. It's yeah. <laughs> like being in a SEAL team. Now, I, I, six four three hundred. Well, so I was off by an inch and 15 pounds. No, you yeah, said you six four. What did I say, six four? Yeah, yeah so you're six, pretty four. close. Yeah. Okay, you're well, pretty, let's bark it down. You should now. be one of those people at circuses. Yeah. <laughs> you mean at the state <laughs> Let me fair. guess your weight. Guess exactly. your weight. <laughs> Not circuses, yeah, like fairs. I said, Mike, not not a lot of that 300 pounds is fat. I can guarantee you that. That, that, that fellow's <laughs> built. He's a good friend. Um, now, how about your family, your, your your birth family? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yes, one brother, two sisters. And what, what do they think about the fact that, that their brother is a Navy SEAL commander? I mean, that's are they as impressed as they should be? <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the answer right there. Yeah, siblings don't really do that stuff. <laughs> they really don't. Any, they anybody don't, who has really. brothers and sisters knows that the only purpose of being a brother and sister is to bring you back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. That is very, very true. Um, what do you think of the current world situation, Mike? I mean, we, we got, we're going to be in Afghanistan. We're not going to be in Afghanistan. We're going to pull out in then. Then we're going to pull out in September. And then we're going to... What do you think it is a good thing for America to be uh, they've been involved in this war now for 20 years? And I know they're trying to keep the world safe, but what do you think about these long conflicts? My God. Yeah, I'll, I'll be really candid. I'm I'm in favor of ending the war in Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, the, you know, we, there's a lot of debate about whether we keep a small presence. But look, we've been pouring a ton of resources and done a great job. The military has really succeeded with building up uh, as best we can the Afghan forces, the Afghan government, and all the. Look, there's a lot of bad people that do bad things to good people on the planet, and we've really uh, solved a lot of that. Remember when we started Afghanistan, we kind of merged in our minds Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Yeah. Al-Qaeda is a, ter- is a transnational threat. Uh, Taliban is not a transnational threat. We don't need to wake up every morning wondering if, if the Taliban is going to come, come attack us here on our homeland. That ain't happening. Now, Al-Qaeda has dispersed across many, many other uh, geographies where they have their own safe havens. It's just not feasible anymore to really, uh, in my mind, this is just Mike Hayes' humble opinion, but I, I, I believe it's time to focus our resources in different places, but also not forget how important it is to rest and recover and, um, and refit and retrain for whatever we can't see coming around the corner. That makes complete sense. You know, one of my favorite things, my, my older brother was a United States Marine during the Vietnam era. And I love it when, when the, those guys get together, the Marines, the Navy SEALs, the Green Berets, and the arguments you guys have about who's better is <laughs> hilarious. I think it's wonderful. 
Yeah, on the one level, it's, it's not even an argument. But, uh, but, but that's, <laughs> no, but, but that, that's another joke. But of course, look, one of the parts about when you're 21 years old and you finish SEAL training, it, it's hard to not think like, hey, I'm a SEAL and they're not. Let me tell you, though, the right. faster that you lose that mindset of your, the fact that you're any more special than anyone on the planet, then, um, then uh, the, you know, the faster you lose that mind, that, that, that bias, then the faster your trajectory is to success. Because, you know, years later in Afghanistan, look, I served with many, many Green Berets and Marines and just great Americans. I don't care what yep. uniform they wear. We can be in the situations you were just describing. And I'll, sure, I'll make tons of fun of everybody else. But, but, but when it comes down to it, when you're overseas, there's one flag. God, I wish we could get back. Do you think we'll ever get back to that as a country? That these politicians just love to tear us apart and keep us hating one another and going after each other. I really wish we'd stop listening to politicians. I really do. Well, part of the, what I wrote about in Never Enough is really how we how we do uh, think about uniting. Because America is built on differences. That's what the, the yeah, founding yeah. fathers yeah. have it built into our system. It's it's natural. It's okay. What's not okay is having these differences and then getting militant about these differences. Yep. And so I, I, I'm, I'm on the same side as you. I'd love to see us come back together in a, in a way where we are much more united. What do you guys think at the table? you think the America will ever come together again? I don't think in our life, in my lifetime. No, nope, I think not it's going to get. I think it's going to actually get worse oh, before God. it gets better. I hope not. I think it would take. It's someone to come, actually come invade our country for us to unite. That's really? our only hope. If we had to go to war I with something, right. if we got invaded by China or Russia or somebody, then we might come together. But I think if we left to our own accord, we will stay divided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that, Mike? you think that's true? I tend to be more optimistic. Um, I think <laughs> that... Um, uh, yeah, look, well, this has been a tough year. We're sitting on the back of a year and a half or so of, of COVID, and um, and look, I, I think uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily have the uh, the reason or the why. I totally agree that a common enemy certainly unites, but uh, but I, I think that uh, I'd like to believe. I've seen it so many times as we all have, you know, to Officer Dave and others that see a lot of real goodness on the streets and what what the American people are really made of. It's just a matter of unlocking the potential of, of, of everybody who's, who's listening and everybody who's you know, uh, out and about. How do, we, how do we take it upon ourselves? Forget, the, forget like, you know, politicians screaming at each other or, or situations like you're describing. How do we just do it ourselves? And it, it, it really boils down to how we live every day. No, that's true. L.A., do you mind throwing, throwing your idea past Mike, or you want to do your oh, idea we about, about the police force? Yeah. yeah, so, I, you know, I, 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 get, I was involved in a lot in the city of Minneapolis a couple of years back, and I'm involved, st- stay on top of look, towns around here. You know, most towns around here have like a 40 or 50 year plan going on. Even a little tiny town that I live in has a 40 year plan. Our government has like a 200 year plan. They, they are, the federal government has that set. I think they're working towards a national police force. I really do. I think that's why they're, the whole push to defund local police, I think they want a nationalized police. I really do. I, I truly believe that's their plan. I certainly respect everybody's uh, varying opinions and, uh, and, and yours as well. Look, having served in both the Bush and the Obama White House, I, I, um, 
I'll tell you, you, you might give us, you might be giving us, too, us as a government and as a nation, a little too much credit that there actually is some sort of a uh, master plan that's 20 years down the road. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily in the same mindset, but, but certainly respect your view. Yeah, I live in a, in a little tiny town. We have a 40-year plan, and it's pretty carved in rock. Like you can't get anything done because it's. They that have it set, which you guys true. know. Yep. That's why these guys move. Oh, the comprehensive true. plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, very yeah. familiar and with Minneapolis, the comprehensive plan. Minneapolis has a 75-year plan. plan, and it's carved in stone. Like, you can't get past it. You can't get zoning. Oh, you can't do it. It's not going to take them 75 years to completely destroy the city. <laughs> yeah, really. They're doing a what, great job what, right what, now. What, town do you, what city do you live in? I'm in Westport, Connecticut. Okay. I know, I know Connecticut pretty well. So, you know... Connecticut's Connecticut. It's changed a lot in the last 20 years. You know, back in the day, Connecticut was kind of the middle of nowhere on That's the East true. Coast. Yeah. People from, I, I grew up in Philadelphia, so a lot of Philadelphia Italians would migrate up to, up to Connecticut. Oh, yeah. But it's not the same state anymore. I, built, I was in high school. We built the first solar home in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It was the first fully oh, yeah. solar-powered home in the country. Really? And now Bridgeport's not Bridgeport anymore. Really? Oh, no. That's too bad. No. That's too bad. Mike, we need to take a quick break. Do you have about 10 more minutes or you got to go? I I actually don't know. Uh, let's just keep rolling. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. Well, the calendar's just... got until 12. Until I don't 12. know if that's okay. true or not, though. Okay, so we'll, we'll come back and spend a few more minutes if that's okay, Mike. Is that all right? Perfect. We'll yes, be sir. right back with Mike Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. Never enough. A Navy SEAL commander on living a life of excellence, agility, and meaning. Right back with Mike Hayes and the family. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? 
having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Exactly. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Hayes, our very special guest. Uh, the book is called Never Enough, a Navy SEAL Commander on Living a Life of Excellence, Agility, and Meaning. It's available at Amazon and pretty much everywhere. we got about seven more minutes, Mike, so I want to make sure we get to everything that you want to talk about during your interviews. Is there anything that we left out? I want to, I want to make sure we cover everything. Well, I just I definitely want to just say thank you again for having me. I know we're not done, but the uh, the opportunity to you know help uh, help this uh, book never enough get out there in the world is so, such an important mission to me. Uh, like I said, I'm donating all of my profits to a nonprofit that I started that pays off mortgages for Gold Star Chair Gold Star oh, Gold, Gold Star families. So uh, you know, I like many seals of my era have buried way too many friends. So, you know, it's on Kindle, it's on audiobook, it's on Audible on Amazon. So uh, just really, really appreciate the help of, of your, uh, your audience jumping on Amazon and, and, and looking up Never Enough by Mike Hayes and, and hopefully uh, really enjoying it as well. I'm, I bet a paycheck that, that people will, but, uh, of course, you know, I, most importantly, uh, I, just helping the world be better is such a great cause. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, no question at all about that whole situation. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Mike, it's just one of those deals. Talk, I do have to ask you this. This is, a, this is more like a personal question, but because you are who you are, and I think my family will agree that, that I try to be a very polite person. Are you bothered by the fact that people are so incredibly impolite now? Does that bother you? It really does. I think yep. that there's, yep. there, there's so many people that just seek to be uh, to be understood instead of understanding others. You know, it, it's um, like what Officer Dave is dealing with day to day. You know, like if, if we could all just think about uh, extending our hand across and, and saying, what can I do for my, I'll even say, I'll even say citizen, but the word really is teammate. You know, everybody in this country, we're all teammates. We're all yep. on the same side. We might have different views and whatnot, but it definitely starts with being polite and understanding no matter how we have different views. You know, that's exactly what I, I, obviously, I've talked to several Navy SEALs over the years, doing this show, doing the morning show, and all the rest of it. They're always very polite. It's yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. It's, hey, what can I do to help? Uh, Maybe everybody should go, even if they don't qualify, everybody should go to SEAL training just to learn how to be polite. I think that'd be good. I think it's it's in your child. It's it's when you as you how's your how you're raised, how your parents. Yeah, raised I think you. so. I think it sticks with you. I think it does. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Another interesting thing is just uh, the, like the year of service. Thinking, I think really, look, not everybody can or, or wants to be seals. What's really important is that how we find different ways for for people to be able to serve our common citizens. It, it takes shape and form in different ways, but. Uh, look, when you're when you're serving others, that that tends to help you understand how other people come at things and you know life and whatnot. And so, I, I really just think service equals the uh, causes the politeness that you're talking about. 
got to tell you, this show we have, I, I have the utmost respect for our service people. I have the utmost respect for firefighters and, and, and cops and EMTs. You people put your lives on the line to, to try to help, try to save other people. I'm having a real hard time now with these people that, oh, we don't need law enforcement. Oh, you ain't going to believe what happens to you if there are no cops. I can <laughs> promise you that. I grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood, Mike. I'm here to tell them they do need police officers, no matter what they think. And we need you guys more than ever. The rest of the world has lost its mind, pretty much. So it's very, very important to me to, to, to have people like you on. There's another guy named Anthony Brinkley that, that uh, he just wrote a book, and he comes on once in a while. You could not find a more pleasant, more uh, polite human being all he does is have has good things to say about people and and we need more people like you and anthony brinkley to step up and go hey we're a little bit out of step here why don't we get back in step and live a nice happy life well i think they went through hell so much that yeah this is this, this, this is great yeah, this is, great. <laughs> this is gravy to them that's a good point that's a really good point mike it's such an honor to talk to people like you i we need a lot more people like you uh all the, I'm sure the book is, is, is going to do extremely well. Again, the book is called Never Enough, a Navy SEAL Commander on Living a Life of Excellence, Agility, and Meaning, available on Amazon. It's available everywhere. You're going to love it, no question. Mike, you got to come back and tell me how the book is doing, all right? Absolutely. I'm, it's going to be doing better because of you. Thank you for bringing <laughs> you know, such great optimism and, and entertainment and information to to everybody, and uh, you're also, in a sense, you and your whole team are such essential parts of this great nation, and, and thanks to my my uh, brothers and sisters in law enforcement and, and you know, education and health care and yep. everybody who's out there helping this place be better. Thank you, Mike Hayes. We'll talk soon, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. I just, I love guys like that, people like that, that just politely well, they, live their lives. You know, having that experience is something we can't even comprehend. Oh, God, we, no. we really can't. That's why I, I encourage everyone to find that documentary and watch it about Navy SEALs, what they go through. Yeah, I will give that a whirl it on is, your recommendation. It is really tough stuff. They lay, you have to lay on the lap right where the waves are crashing on the beach for 24 hours, man. You have to lay there, and the waves just going over your head. <laughs> oh, it's brutal, man. I don't know how you can I do it. I don't know how they do it and either. 24 hours. I, I wouldn't even make it probably 24 minutes. What was that show that we were watching where they, they dump people off in nor way north in California or Washington or Washington State or something? Naked and Afraid? No, it's it's... Uh, they they get to have like something like that a pot and a yeah, tarp yeah yeah uh, Navy SEALs don't get nothing they throw them off the back of the boat that's doing fifty I watch it the boat's doing fifty <laughs> they, they throw you nothing. off the back they don't of the even boat, get a man. pot uh, and, and you have to stay survive out <laughs> no there no tarp alone you get nothing you get alone nothing. it is alone yeah, yeah it is I mean some of these people they're dropped they're dropped yeah, in the middle of nowhere and like nobody get, they have no communication with anybody. No, well, no. I think they have an they have an emergency. There's a producer thing. there with a. There's an emergency. Well, yeah, they can always tap out. But it was yeah. yeah one guy lasted yeah. what was it two hours before one, he yeah, started two crying. Hours. He even, started like the worst part about that. The worst part about that show is the bug bites. I can't even imagine. Covered in bug bites. Can't even imagine. That's the part that I couldn't stand. Well, the Navy SEALs they had to deal with sea lice. They had to deal with everything. It's brutal job. Brutal. Then they 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 go up on the beach of some jungle. Place yeah. and just tore up with bugs, yeah, man. Yeah, Ooh. you're rubbing yourself in mud so the bugs can't bite oh, you. Oh God, mm -hmm. Navy SEALs no easy true. job, man. <clears throat> no, it is not. No doubt about that. Yeah, I gotta, 
I got to register something because it's it's on my mind, so I got to get it off off my chest and out of my mind because it's driving me nuts. I, uh, you know, when you get older, you lose muscle mass. So if you're going to keep muscle mass, you got to get in the weight room and you got to work out because and you'll still age, lose it. Yeah, you'll still lose it. Away. Even if you're working out like a maniac, no, you you'll will. still you're, you're lose it. Why, God? Why? It. It's absolutely true. <laughs> but I just fair. I. I uh, I signed up with a guy named Kenny down at uh, LA Fitness, and I just love the place because it's huge. There's nobody's crowded. You should come there, Alex. You'd love it. I. It's about two minutes from your house. Don't what? LA Fitness. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> east. nothing's two minutes from my house. It's just no east. <laughs> it's just east of High 100 on 77th. I mean, it's literally it's close. Case, five why six did, minutes from. Why your house. there? Why are you because choosing? Because it's a huge building, and it's not. No. Even if there's a lot of people there, it's, it's not like crowded. Not very close to you. It's seven minutes Wait. from our house. Yeah, it's seven. It's ten minutes from here. One of the listeners wants to know the name of that seals documentary. I don't know the name of it actually. Well, we'll have to track it down because I'd love yeah. to watch. It. Use great googly woogly. Is yeah. it Navy yeah. Seals? Their untold great story. Googly woogly. It, it may sure be. I really don't know. I just caught be. it on Netflix, and I was amazed <clears throat> of how tough it was. Amazed, like uh, like inhuman. I don't even. It was it yeah. was literally inhuman. I'm like, how can they do oh, that? Yeah. To, how can that be legal to do that to these people? Well, they volunteer for it. Like he said, he yeah. had 119 in his class and 15 or 14 graduated or whatever. It's people drop. They ring no, a they bell. And they, they go up the hit <laughs> of bell to, 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 to get done. out. Yeah, you have done. to be very driven and very tough. It's really brutal, man. If you watch it, you'll be like, holy crap, that's inhumane. <clears throat> So in any case, having Mike Hayes on today and talking to Anthony, I talked to Anthony Brinkley off the show once in a while, great guy, all the rest of it. So I go to the gym today. I'm going to find out where I stand so I can get on a really good weightlifting program. I've been walking seven miles a day. I've been doing all this stuff, been eating right. I'm on ProfilePlan.com, which I've lost 25 pounds in a little over a month. I'm working out. So I get on. You know, I, I was a power lifter forever. So I could just lift anything. If you had it, I could lift it. It's been several years since I've worked out now because i got all these other things to do. I go to the gym today. I load up the rack for the bench press. Couldn't even move it. (laughs) I have lost at least 50% of my strength. 50? Oh, I think so. Especially if you don't muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Oh, God. I couldn't. I was so embarrassed. Nobody knew. How much did you put on? Like 250 pounds, I could even quite move a bit. it. Yeah, that is a lot, but well, but it's, it was if like you don't warm up. Two, if you no, don't use your muscles, you lose yeah. them. And that's like if I take a week off of you know running or something, I have a day or two where I'm just like, oh my god, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I know. So I just recently, so I just recently <laughs> started noticing when I run down the steps. I feel stuff moving that never moved in my, like in my <laughs> chest and stuff. I never felt that before. But I don't see any difference, but when I run, I feel stuff moving that never moved. And I, I, I just, yeah, I just started can, noticing that the last two months. Everything's going into atrophy. <laughs> but I really work. I mean, so I south. physically work hard every day. Doesn't matter. Your skin's going to say. No, Your matter. muscles are going to do I what they're going to do. You're going to age no matter how hard you work. Yeah, out. I know. Just I saw happens. this picture yesterday of two men side by side. One was like, they both had their shirts off, and one was like super ripped, and he had like he was holding a protein shake, and then the other one, 
literally looked like he was pregnant with quadruplets. <laughs> just like this huge, and it said, same age, different choices. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that's cool. A lot of it's genetics, too. Well, like, people with genetics have a lot to do with it. I'm yeah, my father's true. son. I'm exactly like my dad. So oh, really? my dad still looks exactly like this, and he's 80. So well, I, I don't think I'll ever have a weight issue or no, it's a little late in life to have a weight issue. Yeah. I, would I didn't imagine. think I would either, but then I started eating entire Halloween bags of candy well, a week. That's so. just excess. Well, that's just. Oh my gosh, you can have a weight issue if you want one. Yeah, that's yeah. Just gluttony, though. The amount that I stress ate yesterday was unbelievable. I did too. Oh my god! Why were you guys stressing? I ate like I ate like five pieces George, of the biscotti. Oh, the I ate deal? two or three chocolate meringue things. I ate a bunch of Cheez-Its. Oh my god! I hit the potato. A bunch of chocolate-covered almonds. Yeah. I was like, chocolate! So much stress. See? You were stress-eating, too? No, I just, I never had them before. They're called game, game, game day chili chips, and they were good, and I just ate the whole bag. Really? <laughs> I was stress-eating. Yeah, I had and one, I woke, and I kept eating them. Yeah, and I woke up this morning, and I worked out, and I was like, oh, my God. Would, I don't feel good. <laughs> would somebody explain salt. to me what it is about chocolate that you have to have it? It has an addictive substance well, in it. You know what? It must. You know if what? you have it's low... It's theobromine. Yep. For me, it's after I eat a meal, I have to have something sweet, sweet. after. I have to. It's, I I'll understand. go nuts, I'll I go nuts if I don't have to. I will. I'll go crazy. Yeah. And if you're low in... No Navy SEAL there. No, it's like, it's like a drug addict, man. I have to have it. Well, actually, in World War II, America was running low on chocolate because they were rationing it for the soldiers. Right. Because the chocolate it's high was... high energy. And it's, well, it's high energy and it's also... So, yeah, it's morale boosting. Yes. They were sending all oh, yeah. of our chocolate overseas to the soldiers. Yeah, because I'll march through they crap, get you know, shot at. at, at as long as I can get some chocolate. chocolate. At, one, at one time, <laughs> every candy company had to buy their chocolate from Hershey. Oh, yeah, they yeah, were. I remember they that. Were yeah, I Every candy country. They cornered the market. That's what I eat in the morning before I work out. If I work out early, like 6.30, I have nut butter with chocolate chips on it. Oh. I eat before I work out. That's a very high good. energy. It's funny you go to yeah. Europe. That, that chocolate Nutella is just the biggest thing in the world. Oh my god, man. Nutella, Nutella is everywhere. So is it really? good. Oh yeah, yep. you go to Italy or France. That's all. That's everywhere. It's yeah. just really? everywhere. Nutella. Like, Except yeah. for when people are like yeah, Nutella. It's, it's from Italy. It's in Italian. Technically, it is Nutella. I know. Yeah. Ugh. I, I always thought like Nutella it's because it's made of hazel nuts and not yeah. hazel newts. Yeah. <laughs> hazel newts. That's what I say too. Very like it's yeah, they're not hazel newts. But yeah, it's so big over there that you, you can't oh, yeah. get away from it. Yes. And it's not very good for you. It's, they, no, Nutella's no, no, it's god awful for <laughs> it's you. Nothing but but it's everywhere. Oh, Nutella, delicious. Yeah, Nutella's not good for you. No, no, no. I remember you kids going through a Nutella phase. It's a breakfast thing over there. Yeah, you spread it on bread, on toast, yeah, breakfast, yeah, and crepes, everything. Yeah. Well, you remember, you remember uh, what was the uh, spread? Uh, uh, it was just marshmallow spread. Uh, what was it called? It was oh, like Jazz oh, yeah. Puff or whatever? Puff. No, it's I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, what was yeah. it? What was that stuff? It used to come oh, in like a little, little... Yeah, like a mayonnaise. No. Oh, my God. What the heck? Yes. Oh, what was it? Marshmallow uh, fluff. 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 Yeah, fluff. Fluff. Yeah, fluffer fluff. nutter sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fluffer fluff. and peanut butter. Remember those? Fluffer nutter sandwiches? I never liked fluffer that. Never. Actually, they were pretty good, but that's Gross. just pure sugar. A fluffer Too was something sweet. different in my neighborhood. Fluff and nutter. Fluff and nutter, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, well, it was. Marshmallow fluff, fluff was, was literally just pure sugar. Yeah, but just it, fluffed was, sugar. it was big for a good decade. Yeah. Uh, it's all Nutella, true. the name comes from the word nut yes. and the Italian suffix ella. 
So it should be Nutella. So what is Nutella? So what the it's hell? Nutella. It's so big there. It's everywhere, man. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, when we... I remember when I was younger. That's why I learned about Nutella as we went to Europe. And yeah, it took like, a long Nutella, time. Nutella, to, Nutella, it took Nutella, a long time to get to America. It did. Yeah. It was really? in Italy oh, for absolutely. a long I feel time. Like it's been here Decades. For, oh. oh, it's delicious. Come pop. You can get here. a like half gallon of it at Costco if you want. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can remember though when it first came out. I was at a friend of mine's house and his kid literally thought it was poop. It looks like poop. Because it looks mm. like poop. I mean, it's, the little kid goes, I'm not eating that. Why it, not? It's poop. There's a, there's a, there's a video. Poop in a jar. There's a video making, Why not? There's a video making the rounds. It's probably like a 10-year-old girl, and they blindfold her, and they say, okay, put your finger in here, and, and it's it. I think it's a, a, a either a tomato. I think it's a tomato. Oh, and they yeah. pour it a hole in it, and they fill it with Nutella, and they put her uh, finger in it, and as soon as they pull it out, they put the dog on the table with his butt facing the little girl, and she looks at the dog's butt, looks at her head, and she just starts oh, bawling. Oh, my God. God that's God, terrible. That's her parents mean. did it to her. That's oh, they just start bawling. Nice there's a, yeah, nice there's exactly. a prank that people do on little kids. Uh, it's like, so you're sitting in the bathroom, and you ask, you pretend that you're out of toilet paper, and you put melted chocolate on your hand, and you're like, can you go get me a roll of toilet paper? And when they come in, when you grab it from them, you like wipe the chocolate uh, on their hand, and you go, "Why? I'm so sorry." Oh, and see what they oh, do. That, do. do Why to, would you have I poop all over your hand? I know it's a great question. I do question. that to Nancy <laughs> once a week. Either blow on my nose, and I'll wipe it. I'll, oh I'll act like it's on my hand. Oh. It's not really on my hand. That would be good if it's not really I'm on your hand. I'm horrified for a moment. Or I'll fake. She's grossed out by any anything like that. Poops. Oh, she lives anything. on a farm. Yeah, that is interesting. It's hard to be grossed out. Yeah, she yeah. is. There's a lot of gross things on a farm. Although manure, <laughs> manure just isn't gross compared to most other. Yeah, horse other... manure's not bad. Yeah, yeah. it's. Just, I mean, it's like know. little balls. I remember balls like, of grass, basically. Balls. Yeah, yeah they're just when they dry up, that's what exactly what they yeah. are. Yeah, balls of grass. But it's like yeah, dog crap or something but like that. But I rake our it's pastures gross. a couple times a day, so you rarely see a pile oh, wow. of poop. They make fun of me. Yeah, Daryl and all the horse people. Yeah. So like, we never saw a horse property without horse poop. I'm like, oh. I was like Daryl. <laughs> I oh, remember. Daryl's a great guy. Great a, guy. Great guy. I had, what, I had some sort of four-wheeler thing, and I'd get the kids to put the rake on behind it and go yeah. zoom around and yeah, break, up the, break oh, yeah. up the poop thing. I do it, they thought I do it, it twice fun. a day. Mm-hmm. Eight in the morning and then five o'clock at night. Break up the poop. That's a little. Gotta rake that. And now the horses have the whole pond area and all, so it's... Not that bad anymore. You don't hmm. really. You have to go find it to break it. Oh, because <laughs> they have so much land now. Yeah, they have the whole property. Yeah, mine used to too. Yeah, so it's they're usually around the pond. I never I, use the north side. I though. whistle and yeah, no I was reason like, to. I don't. Be- yeah, I don't. It's, no, it's we actually never the did. it's actually the best pasture. Yeah, because but it's, it's, it has that tree line. But it has that tree line, so no wind, and it gets like the less true, amount yeah. of snow on the whole property. Yeah, mm-hmm. and plenty of raspberries to eat over there for the horses. I think they're gone. Oh, are they gone? Did they oh, all die? That's too bad. There are tons of raspberry oh, bushes. Raspberry tons. bushes are horrible. Yeah, they're invasive. Yeah, I've got cut, stickers all over them. Stickers. They're terrible. I've cut them down. Raspberries are tasty. I've they cut take vines over literally this big, like as big as I my bet. leg. Well, those bushes would have been like probably thirty years old. So. Well, you guys don't haven't like you guys haven't. Well, you hadn't been there and when the property was yeah. the vines like the whole street fence was covered like yes. 30 feet mm-hmm. thick thick as this room 
It took me months to get rid of them. The whole apple orchard was just covered in vines. Those covered. grape vines. Bet, yeah. It took me so long to get rid of them. Again, you know, Stupid you gave people birds. a nice low rent. Why wouldn't they take care of the place? Yeah, really. We had tried to help people out, and they left well, the place a total disaster. Most people aren't going to go out there and yeah, it's far weed, the whack, weed whack well, a fence line. Well, they could have called line. and said, we should do it. Uh, that would have been nice to get a little info. And they, even the fence was, da- was down up no, there. It was, it was my passive-aggressive thing. The city of Dayton did not take care of it that well. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> go. Oh, it's taken care of now. <laughs> you want to that be That is dicks? a good thing. Go it's ahead. a wonderful place to live. There's no doubt about that. Yes. There's no getting around that at all. I wonder how much it would cost to put in an overpass so the horses can go from the north pasture to the south pasture. <laughs> little, no, little I want overpass. to dome the whole property. A glass tunnel. Just make it, that will be expensive. <laughs> That'll be spending. Yeah, a little bit. 27 acres under a there dome. Was, yeah, there was one time we were like, how about a tunnel from the house to the barn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought about a skyway. From the house <laughs> I thought the about a skyway. It's 90 below zero. A skyway. Kind of nice. No, a yeah. skyway from the second floor of the house <laughs> yep. right to the barn. No, yeah, that would It'd be nice. It'd be pretty cool. A, gla- a pure glass skyway. But Probably be like $80,000, but other than that. 80000 would be a lot well, I mean, more than that. If it's be, not heated. It'd be probably 600000 If it's not heated, you would, if you, yeah, I'm sure you'd want to heat it, though. Oh, yeah. Have so, some heat. Yeah, no, that would add. Well, yeah. the point of it wasn't heated. You know what you do? Well, the wind you is, got, you know, snow. you got to heat it, and then about halfway down, put a Brothers Deli, like in the skyway <laughs> system. There you go. Oh, a dry cleaner. Yeah. Dry cleaner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And a subway. Put a little bit of subway in there. Everything would be wonderful. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes left in this in this portion. Did anybody hear? I heard zero reports of any violence last night after the. Uh, well, because he was found guilty. On well, but that's good. That I still was, thought. I thought under any conditions, people would riot. There wasn't much, God. but there was some. Was there some in, in, in okay. uh, Brooklyn Center? But there wasn't much. It's the Brooklyn Center, according yes, to the, the National. I know that some people are like still waiting on sentencing. Well, to, to well that's going to be months. So six months. It's gonna uh, be six two, weeks. Two, gonna, two, gonna, uh, no, they're saying two, two, months. two months. I thought it was yeah. two months. He said on. It is two months. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be. Well, CNN said that the, the, the trial was in Michigan. Michigan. Did you see that? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they they're, said they're, they are the they're worst. They are the worst they news call station. It Michigan. Who is? Jeff Zucker is the CNN worst. Called it Michigan. He almost destroyed like NBC. Three times too. He almost destroyed NBC, and now he's going to destroy CNN. The guy's a moron. So well, CNN I, needs to be nuked. I watched the live feed of the. The read, read, and actually, I turned it on, and it was on YouTube, and Mike Bryant was talking. No, of course, it was. They were like his. Did, the did lawyer say, that, "Are you talking to Michael are you Bryant?" Talking to Michael Bryant. <laughs> um, so he was talking, and they were supposed to read it at between three thirty and four, and then ended up being actually read at like four ten. Oh my god, it was just so freaking sad. It was. Yeah, no it's doubt like about it. I don't know. It was really hard. Because like even though he did something horrible and he deserves to it's go to, to prison, just watching watch. a human being be told that they're going to spend the rest I of their agree. life in prison is just like seeing his face. I was like, I can't. Why? And, and oh for, my god! And for a job. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the problem. It was for a job. Well, but he uh, made, a, and he was a year away from revi- retirement. But he made a bad. He made a bad decision. Bad, but, bad choice. But was it deliberately murdering someone? Uh, that's what he's getting charged kneel, with. If you kneel on somebody's neck for nine minutes, that's pretty deliberate. Because he did stop breathing. 
Yeah. So he might have wanted to notice that. Not a good call. I have to say, he took it like a man. And he had put his hands behind his back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he he had quite a few complaints against him, too. Oh, I recall from Minneapolis. Does anybody know about why he. Did he ever say why he did what he did? No, he never spoke. I was going to say, I've never heard anything about him saying anything. I don't know. So it was like hard to see him, even though, yes, he deserves to go to prison. And then people just were jumping up and down, cheering in the street, which it's like, I know that it's more than just about George Floyd. It's like a civil rights thing that people feel like this is progression in the right direction for accountability for the way black people are treated and stuff. I get that. But like just people celebrating a man spending the rest of his life in prison was just, I was just like, this just feels really like, ugh. I know. People don't realize the big picture of, of what it's going to, it villainizes all police now. And I'm yeah, telling you, there's a, there's a, when, when there's a narrative pushed so hard, defund the police, get rid of the police, abolish the police, put the police in prison. When there's a narrative pushed so hard, there's a motive. And I think the motive is to get rid of local police. I wouldn't doubt and it. And come up with a national police force because <laughs> they want everything nationalized. They're trying to nationalize everything. I don't understand. Okay, so if the answer to all the troubles between black people and white people are that there are no cops there are no arrests for crimes anymore in the inner cities just we're not not going to arrest anybody for anything well it's minneapolis right now but i mean what is the upside for those communities oh Nothing. horrible it's terrible <laughs> the gang seen, warfare is going to go crazy seen, have you seen la oh yeah in chicago la got rid of their gang task force it's gone it's the biggest gang city in the world it is yeah and they no longer have a gang task force unbelievable it, it, it's it's just destined to go down the tubes I saw a video yesterday, my friend posted live, of Venice Boardwalk, and I was just in awe. He posted like a 40-minute video, and I just, I felt sick to my stomach. I love Venice Boardwalk. It's gone. It's just, it was a tent city, the whole boardwalk, and people were Terrible. fighting every 10 feet. There was a fight. Yep. I know. That's what, like, I was talking to Dan last night about, because he came upstairs, finished work not long after it was announced and everything and i was like i feel like even if it were a video of a mass murderer being told he was going to prison i feel like i'd still be sad well of course it's a human being whose yeah. life is ruined yeah now he ruined his life yes but like his he, life made, still he made the choice to yep. do what he did and like but it's just i don't know it's I just know. like you look at a person and you're like you had you could have been like a good person you could have like you know, contender. I don't know. Oh, you could have been a contender. What's the future of our police forces? If, if this, you know, every most cops, even Officer Dave said he's almost yeah, going to be quit. done. Yeah. It's just such a thankless, crappy job. Well, that's well, like what, ha- what happened in. We, we do have to take oh, a break here. Sorry, so we're three minutes <laughs> over already. But I want, let's bring all of this up for the second segment, okay? Yay. The second hour, I mean. Because mm-hmm. yes. I do want to hear all about it. We will be right back in a couple of minutes with the family.